Well, good morning. My name is Michael, and I am uh, one of the pastors here at the church. And we're very excited to have all of you with us here on this uh, glorious Sunday morning. And we're doing things a little differently, um, as we have done in the past many Sundays, really. People are probably starting to wonder what we do during the week. Uh, well, you're, you're about to find out. Uh, today is a, a pretty big day for us at New Heights um, because we are changing things up um, quite a bit. Um, I'm le- no, I'm just kidding. <clears throat> uh, what we are doing, it kind of sounded like I was going that direction, wasn't it? Um, Cindy's going to be the new pastor. Um, <laughs> everyone be scared. Uh, we are we are entering into uh, the time of summer. I, I don't know if you've been able to tell that from the weather outside. Um, it's been a little hot, hasn't it? A little bit. Uh, and uh, so it, during summer, what we normally do in New Heights is uh, summer at the movies. Uh, and uh, last a uh, couple of weeks ago, when I said you know summer at the movies, somebody said, "Woo yeah!" started applauding and stuff. And I said, "Well, we're not going to do it this summer uh, because we want to go a different direction." This coming uh, September, September 15th to be exact, was our very first Sunday 10 years ago. Uh, So we are about to celebrate our 10-year birthday or anniversary here in New Heights. And quite honestly, how many of you thought we'd be around this long? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I'm just kidding. Uh, Some of you have been here the entire time, um, Cindy Boynton being one of them, Uh, Daryl, myself. um, uh, Daryl was one of the uh, first, uh, Daryl and I, and uh, his wife Stacy, and uh, we're one of the first worship uh, teams to, to be up here. I ran the booth for a while and then uh, I left uh, to go find enlightenment um, in Oklahoma. I know. Yeah. Who, who, who thought you'd find it there? Um, and, uh, and came back to take over the role of pastor. And, and uh, we're very excited to be celebrating these 10 years. But what we have, what we've discovered mainly for, maybe it's just us, is that we feel like we've grown complacent in the ways that we're doing things. And we wanted to change things up. If you've been here over the past couple of series, you know that we've been focusing on Jesus Christ. Seems like something similar to do in church. Silly to do in church, isn't it? Uh, You know, but not just Christ himself, but the way in which he lives his life. And, you know, Christ calls each of us to live our lives as he lived his life. And he gave us the example in which to live our life. And so uh, the Jesus way and TGC, the great commitment, what we were saying is it's time to begin to live our life more and more like Christ. If you truly are a disciple of Jesus Christ, if you believe in Jesus Christ, that he is your Lord and Savior, then you have no other choice but to live your life as Christ lived his. And we've been talking about that for months now. For months we've been talking about it. And it just kind of hit us that maybe we need to stop talking about it. And maybe we need to do it. And so in your, in your uh, seats scattered throughout, you may find uh, these papers and it's introducing you basically uh, what our summer project is going to be. And it's called the W5 Project. And essentially, this is an experiment. Um, it's an experiment to see where we can go. Because a, a few weeks ago, or I don't know how long ago it was, I showed a, a Methodist video, a video from the Methodist church. And, and at the end of it, um, the guy said, wouldn't it be great if church became what we did Monday through Saturday And then Sunday was a true day of rest where we gathered together as the body of Christ and talked about what happened at church during the week. See, we as Americans have got this this connotation that church is Sunday morning. 
We've been led to believe that church is at 11 o'clock on Sunday morning, and that is it. I am going to church. Daryl said this at the first service, and it was brilliant. I'm going to steal it. He said, I'm going to church, and when we do that, we, it's a place. That's all it is. It becomes a place, and it takes it out of what Christ created. The church is a body. It's a community. It's something living. It can't be contained in the walls of this room, and it shouldn't be contained. We've tried to contain it for years and years. Not just New Heights, not just Alamo Heights, but the church has tried to say that this is all there is. If you look in Acts chapter 2, when the church was created, and the Holy Spirit comes down and He descends upon the people gathered there, and they begin to speak in languages they don't know, and Peter gets up and he just delivers this sermon that knocks people away. In fact, 3,000 people give their life to Christ that day. 3,000. Holy Toledo. That's a lot of people. 3,000 people give their life to Christ that day. And then what does it say? Then they devote themselves. And that word devote, it should be bigger. The, the translation doesn't do it justice because it is just like everything about them then from that point on is about the apostles' teaching. It's about fellowship. It's about breaking bread together. It's about the Lord's Supper. It's about worship together. Everything about their lives became that. But we've made it about 11 o'clock on Sunday morning. Sorry. Sorry for leading you down that path. Sorry for my leadership and that of Daryl's and and all of the church leaders around the world who have made church right now. Because that's not what it is. So because of that, we're going to try something crazy this summer. And in fact, I think we're all a little nervous about it. I woke up this morning very nervous. I always get nervous to preach, but it's a good nervous. This morning it was quite frightening. I was like, I think I'm sick. (laughs) Hey, Daryl, going to the bullpen. Because what we're going to do this summer is, is a little radical in the way in which we attack church. And we've already heard some feedback, both positive and negative, from it. So... There are obviously some people up here with me, and they're going to talk about one of the Sundays in our W5 project, Worship Five Ways, because worship isn't just coming here on Sunday morning. And so we're going to experience worship in different ways throughout this summer. And each one of them has something to say because they are representative of that Sunday. And, and, well, I'll let them speak for themselves. The first one, W1, is, uh, is community. And in 1 Corinthians, at the very beginning of it, Paul starts talking to the people of 1 Corinthians. And he says, basically, hey, remember that you're a church, singular. Remember that you're a church. And not only are you a church, you're a church with everyone who believes in Jesus Christ. Because what was happening in, in Corinth at the time, and, and where he goes, what he goes on to say is, uh, there were these uh, divisions among the people of Corinth in, in the body there. Some people were, were saying that Paul is the only person to follow and some people said no 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 it's this guy peter no 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 you may have heard of him and and then others were saying no it's this guy apollo so there's these three camps inside the church and paul's like stop it it's jesus christ you're a community you are a body together that's vastly important and so uh, we've we've invited cindy boynton here this morning and some of you may know cindy because she's been here for the 10 years of new heights and you, we really can't get rid of her. She's been a greeter. She's been um, every, every sort of thing. Uh, she currently is, um, it runs the foundry. 
the coffee shop, coffee and community over there on uh, McCullough, 2720 McCullough. That's uh, a great place. You should stop by. Um, and, uh, and she, for a long time, has been very involved in bringing the community of New Heights together. So I'm going to let her speak to this. Good morning. Um, I just can't tell you enough how important community is. And um, there's so many reasons. It's because it's about relationships. It's about coming together as a body of Christ and just, whoa, and just um, um, being authentic, um, sharing in your joys and sorrows. Um, it just allows us to um, be Jesus to each other. It allows us to... Um, Go out during our weekday, you know, and be Jesus too. And it teaches us in some respects. And I think at the foundry, it's been open a year, and I've really, you know, after thinking about this, it's called the Foundry Coffee and Community. And we have people working there, but we have strangers coming in, and it's amazing how much relationships have been developed, how authentic we are to each other, and how even though we may not talk about Jesus, they know who he is. And I know that our body of Christ can do the same thing. We need each other. We need each other. Our, t- our lives are busy. Uh, it's all about time. We don't have enough time. We don't have enough time. But I guarantee you, the time you spend in your community with the body of Christ is worth everything. And I just encourage you to uh, participate. No, I, I think that that's great. I, I thank you for that. And, you know, the, the community is of Christ is something that's set up so that we can rely and depend on one another. Somebody at the 930 service wrote that, um, that we need a community where we can rely on one another. And I just have to share a, uh, an ex- a quick example um, of, of yesterday, what happened in the body of Christ in, in my own life. Uh, we had our uh, refrigerator uh, go down. Um, it just stopped working as, you know, because it's not made in America probably anymore. But um, that's neither here nor there. So it stopped working, and, you know, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm trying to figure that out. And so I, I go to Home Depot to get a part, and the kids are, Corbin's been sick, and when Corbin gets sick, he gets whiny, real whiny, um, just always wants to be held, all these things, and, and it annoys Grace, um, as it does the rest of us. But Grace likes to pull his hair, um, and she's got a strong grip on it, and it, it's kind of comical at times when he's whiny, but it's not at other times. It's bad. You shouldn't pull hair. Um, but uh, And so all of this was going on, and I get a call while I'm at Home Depot, frantic from my wife who wanted to take the kids somewhere on a little errand, and her car won't start. I'm like, awesome. She's like, my key's not working. I'm like, it's your key. How can it not work? Um, and, like, somebody mysteriously switched them at the night. And, and so we go back. I go back home, and I'm like, it's got to be the battery. Sure enough, it's the battery. Her battery's dead on her car. Um, you know, our refrigerator's out. The battery's gone. Yay. Um, so it's been a, a, it was like one of those days and I'm underneath our little carport, which is a metal roof. So it was warm and I had the, uh, the hood up and a friend of mine drove by, um, and they, I saw him, he honked and he kept going. Uh, but, <laughs> but then he stopped, he reversed and he pulled into the driveway and it was he and his wife and, and they came up and were like, you need some help? <laughs> what gave you that idea? Uh, and they took the rest of their day to spend with us, uh, to help us out, help with the kids. He, uh, we loaded up in his Suburban, and uh, he, myself, and Corbin and went out to Costco and got a new battery. He helped me install it. Uh, they spent the rest of the day helping us out. That's community. I'm sure they had other things that they could do. I'm sure that they could have gone home and done stuff at their house. I've seen their house. They have a lot of work to do on it. <laughs> They're in here right now, which is why I said that. But, but they didn't. They stopped. 
And that is community, a community where I wasn't going to call him and say, hey, man, can you come help me? But I didn't have to. That's the body of Christ. That's the way community functions. So, um, I mean, it's very cool. And we do see a lot of that at the foundry. And uh, I thank you for that. What's the community Sunday going to look like? I'm glad you asked that question, Daryl. I forgot at 930 also. Uh, community Sunday is going to look different every, every community Sunday. The first one is going to be at the foundry. It will be next week at the foundry, 2720 McCullough. And uh, it's right on the corner of McCullough and Huisache. And uh, it, we're just going to get there from 9 to 12. It's a come and go. You don't have to be there for three hours. Come and go from 9 to 12. We will. Daryl and I will be up on the stage kind of talking more, answering some questions you might have about the, the W5 project, discussing some of the things that we get on the, uh, the yellow paper back there. Just talking about whatever that you want to talk about. We're going to spend time just getting to know one another as, as this bot, part of the body of Christ. And then we're also going to take some time to pray for one another. Um, and, and let me tell you, we all understand that these Sundays for some of you are going to be a real stretch, real stretch for some of you turning to somebody you don't know and praying with them is a big deal. I, I understand. I grew up Episcopalian, so I understand that, you know, we, it's a personal faith. We don't really like to share it with one another, but that's part of being a community in the body of Christ is, is getting together and doing those things. So that, that is going to be, and the foundry will be in full operation. So we will have uh, the espresso machine. I will be making my famous white chocolate mochas. Daryl might be making his famous uh, integrated smoothies, as he calls them, with integrated whipped cream. Uh, You'll have to come and find out what that is. Uh, We are artists behind the counter, is what we're trying to say here. Uh, So we encourage you to come uh, for the Community Sunday. The next time, where where is it going to be? We don't know yet. Uh, It may be at people's houses throughout our community. Uh, It may be at Cindy Boynton's house. Hey, Brian, can we come over to your house? (laughs) Um, We don't know where it will be, um, but it will be something where we can get together as a community and just hang out and get to know one another. Uh, So there you go. Uh, The second Sunday is uh, Teaching of the Saints. If you look, uh, there are scriptures that go along with these. I'm just going to sum up. 1 Timothy uh, 4.13. It says, uh, read the scriptures. There you go. (laughs) Read the scriptures. Focus on reading the scriptures. Uh, Colossians 3.16-17. through um, says, says this, let the message about Christ in all its riches fill your lives, teach and counsel each other with all the wisdom he gives. Sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs to God with thankful hearts. And whatever you do or say, do it as a representative of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to God the Father. This is actually a very popular wedding scripture uh, that people use, which is interesting to me. But I I like it um, because it talks about letting God's word dwell in your heart. One of the things I think uh, we don't do enough of in here and that's on me, is real scriptural study, looking at the scriptures in like what it really says, getting into the meat of what it says. We'll look at the scriptures in here and we talk about them. Then I give you something you can apply in your life. And I go, hey, go home and be a Christian this week. We're going to do it a little differently on the teaching of the saints Sunday. We'll be set up differently in here. Uh, We will have a little bit of worship at the beginning. It'll be New Heights Unplugged. Um, It'll be just kind of centering time. And then for the majority of the time, it will be me. Um, teaching on scripture. We strongly encourage you to bring your Bibles with you that Sunday. I talk about it all the time, but that Sunday, bring your Bibles. We will have paper for you to write notes in. If you're like me, I always write my notes in my Bible itself. Um, I'm going to look at the the root. I'm going to look at Greek, Hebrew, if it's in the Old Testament. We're going to look at contextual writings, what was going on at the time. 
Like when Christ says, if you have the faith of a mustard seed, you can say this mountain, go over there, and the mountain, go over there. Why was that so important to the disciples? It's really cool to see the story the, behind the band, behind the, what was that, VH1? Behind the story of what's going on there, of why in the disciples' mind it just popped. Well, we don't know that because we weren't there. Um, a, a lot of intensive scriptural study. And I've got to tell you, I went to seminary at, a, at TCU, Bright Divinity School, and um, I learned more on a trip to Turkey with Ray Vanderlyn than I did in my three years of seminary. Um, because I was more intensive on my scriptural study. And, uh, and so I wish I would have known that before I went to seminary. Um, that's what we're going to do. It's going to be like a big Bible study together. And, and so we, that will be the teaching of the saints Sunday. Any, anybody on that? No. Nope. W3, Corporate Worship Sunday. Daryl? Actually, August. August. Um, I guess the question is, why does that Sunday, why does each Sunday deserve one hour? Why would we devote one Sunday to corporate worship the whole time? Um, The very short answer is because when we get to heaven, that's what we're going to be doing. And so we don't want us to feel like we didn't get enough rehearsal in. You know what I mean? Um, I know that people like to, maybe it's because of poor planning, but they show up, you know, after the music is over and just come for the sermon. No way. That never happens. And it never happens. But on the occasion that some people do that, um, you're going to be surprised because when you get to heaven, there won't be a sermon. So it's all going to be the music. Um, and then the long answer of why that Sunday deserves an hour. Uh, my husband and I have a four-month-old baby. This is our first baby. And we have spent a lot of time just going, gosh, isn't he beautiful? Isn't he pretty? Look at this thing. I mean, Wow. Um, and I think this is, he is a pretty baby. This is, I think, the first time in my life that I've really spent a lot of just quiet, quiet time uh, just really looking at another human being going, wow, God, you're awesome. Look at what you did. I, this is just amazing. I know that we've probably all had an experience um, going on vacation or looking out at a beautiful mountain pass, um, looking out at the ocean and the sunset and just having that moment of, wow, God, you are awesome. Um, talking about it being hot, on Wednesday night we were preparing to do a service, and it was hot. I mean, ridiculously hot, 5 o'clock, sweltering heat, and I was in a bad mood because Mama doesn't like to be hot at all. And um, I was really frustrated, and I felt like God just said, August, you know, I put the sun in there, in the sky, in the universe, to give light and give warmth, and it is doing exactly what I created it to do. And by virtue of that fact, it is bringing me praise. And as Christians and Christ followers and believers, we have been recreated to give him praise and honor and glory, which is not something that yourself uh, without Christ is prone to do. You're prone to seek out uh, things that praise yourself or that fulfill and edify yourself. Um, But know that um, when uh, Jesus is talking to the Let's see, where is it? Oh, Jesus is talking to the Pharisees. Some of the Pharisees in the crowd said, Teacher, get your disciples under control. And Jesus said, If they keep quiet, the stones would do it for them, shouting out in praise. I don't know about you, but I don't want a tree or a sunset or the hot sun or the moon to outpraise me to our Creator. I want to praise Him myself. And if we don't do it, He's going to find something or someone that will praise Him. 
um, when all of the Alamo Dome stadium lights are dimmed, when the uh, sports teams are no more and they fall by the wayside, when all of the superstars have passed and we have no one else to look to and glorify, the King of all creation and our Savior, Jesus Christ, will still be standing there, the one famous one, ultimate um, star that is there for us to praise, and that is exactly what we are meant to do, and that's why we need to give it, I think, a full hour. And if if you are one of those people that comes late, um, and you're sitting there going, oh, great, now I get a whole Sunday off, um, which I understand, don't get me wrong. I don't want you to think, uh, as far as what this is going to look like, um, that it's just going to be more of what we do every Sunday. That's not necessarily the case. We don't really have it completely figured out yet. We don't know exactly all the details of how it's going to look. Um, we do want your feedback. We do want your ideas and your thoughts. You can put those on the paper back there. Um, but it will include communion. It will include a time of prayer and a time of silence. Um, and it will include some music and, and some of what we normally do in here. But it's just going to allow more space. Um, there's really not a lot. And I'm not doubting the Holy Spirit, so don't, don't worry. But it's kind of hard for the Holy Spirit to move in your heart and in your soul in 15 minutes. Um, so it's kind of just allowing more space for the Spirit to move and for um, actual worship and praise to take place. So don't be afraid. Um, come on, check it out at least one time. And, uh, yeah, I don't think it's the Holy I think it's us. It's hard for us to allow the Holy Spirit uh, to move in us in just a short period of time to allow ourselves to, to truly open up. I, I have had so many incredible times and moments in worship that have... Uh, brought goosebumps all over me um, that have brought me to tears while singing and I had to stop singing. Um, there are those moments where I stopped singing just to hear the rest of you. Um, and today was a pretty good one. Uh, y'all, were, y'all were pretty good today. And I find it interesting a lot of times when they stop singing, y'all kind of calm, y'all like quiet down a little bit. Don't do that. They stop singing so that we all can hear each other. So stop it. Um, and, you know, and that is one of those things where it takes me being so ADD um, in my life that when I try to go do a quiet time, it takes me a long time to wind down, um, a long time to, you know, to, to have all the different mind trains that are going in my mind to settle on one track uh, so that I can allow God to come to me. And it's not that God can't fight through all that stuff. It's that a lot of times I'm trying to block him out of the way. Um, with my own life. And so that's why we want to create this corporate worship Sunday, gathering together as the saints, as August said, that we all will be doing one day. Um, I know that bums some of you out, but you're going to be in heaven. It's going to be awesome. So deal with it. It'll be cool. (laughs) Um, And by the way, thank you for the sun uh, thing that, you know, now I can start thinking when I walk outside after the service, I'll go, oh, thank you, God. Thank you so much for being who you are. Um, Uh, the, the next Sunday is W4, which is service Sunday. And the scripture for this is Matthew 25, 31 to 45. It's really long, so I'm not going to read it. Uh, I will sum up instead. And what it says is, is basically this. God, Jesus is talking, and he says, you know, you came to me and gave me these things, and, and, and you dealt with me in a, in a wonderful way. And they're like, whoa, wait a minute. When did we ever see you, Christ? We've never seen you before. He's like, any time. The least of these. Anytime somebody with a need came to you and and you reached out to them, that was me. And then he goes on to this other group of people and he says, yeah, you didn't do so well. And they're like, wait a minute, when did we ever see you? He said, anytime somebody came up to you in need 
and you turn them away, you are turning me away. The section of the scripture is titled by, man, the final judgment. And that second group of people aren't judged very well as they have turned God away. It is quite clear in scripture that we are to serve one another. And we have on stage with us Carrie Spielhagen, who is the missions director of the church. And uh, she's going to speak about this Sunday. Service can sometimes get a bad rap. Service is, um, it can take time, and you can get dirty, and it can be hot. Um, but there is tremendous joy in serving, and there are tremendous blessings in serving. And I wanted to point those couple things out. When the Lord called me to this position, he placed on my heart um, serving in joyful obedience, and that there's two points to that. Um, that it will be joyful. It may not seem it ahead of time, but when I am there, he will place joy in my heart, um, and he will bless me, and my walk will be changed, and my heart will be changed far more than those I am serving. And there is an obedience in that um, Michael preached on um, the greatest commandment, uh, love the Lord your God and love your neighbor. And a fantastic way for us to love our neighbor is by serving our neighbor. Um, in the, in the book of James, uh, he talks about faith and actions working together and um, how that's a, com- that's, that's a complete faith. That's working together in tandem. And our Border Ministries program um, has been really thriving, and there have been great blessings going on there, as much for our missionaries as for those that we are, that, uh, that we are serving. And God placed on our hearts uh, the scripture in James talking about Um, pure faith is serving widows and elders in their affliction and there is such blessing and he promises blessings from that and and blessings do come from service it is hard sometimes to carve out the time and it is it would probably be the one sunday to say got the others i got the others think I'm going to plan something else. I think that's going to be a, 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 another a Sabbath for us versus service. But I just challenge you guys to experience the joy in serving. And what an awesome way to love our King. And I guess the simple answer for me that God put on my heart was, as Christians and as believers, um, we seek to map our life after our Messiah and our Savior, Jesus. And if He came not to be served, but to serve. I think that's what I should do. Thank you. And the, the service Sunday is going to look like last Sunday. Um, we had uh, about 25 people who showed up at the KIPP Academy over on, uh, off of San Pedro to paint classrooms and move furniture around and, uh, from just from 9 to noon. And uh, I, was, I was really pleased. You, you might say 25 people. There's about 400 regular attendees of New Heights. That's not very good numbers. I was actually really pleased with that, um, with that turnout. Um, and we did all of the work, and we banged it out. There was one family um, who had their three little kids with them, and uh, they were just going to town painting. And this little girl had paint all over. It was awesome. Um, and, you know, I'm sure her mom loved it. But they were there serving. It was so great and wonderful. Are you all here right now? No. Um, and so they came last Sunday. Not today. Uh, <clears throat> just they get a day off, all right? Uh, but it will look like that. We will go somewhere. We will do something as a community, serving someone else. And, uh, and i, I got to tell you, I got to meet a lot of people that, that come to New Heights that I've never met before. And it was really neat to get to, to speak with them. I mean, I always see them. I know their face because I see them out there. But I didn't know their name necessarily, and I didn't know who they were. 
So it's not just a great time to, to help somebody else out. Um, a lot of times, anybody that's ever been on a mission project will tell you, you generally always receive more than you give. Anytime you go and you serve, you get more back than you give. And it's really cool how God works in that way to get us into that serving mode. So that's what a service Sunday is going to look like. The next one will be July 26th. You can see it on your uh, Here's What's Coming section there. And it will be at Blueprint Ministries downtown. Uh, Blueprint Ministries is a ministry that goes in and it helps people, uh, generally elderly, low economic, take care of their home. They operate under three auspices that they would be, uh, that the home would be safe, dry, and secure. Um, so those three things that they, they take care of. And, and that's what we'll be doing, spreading out around that area in that small area, taking care of it. And somebody came up after 930, can kids come? Yes. Every, uh, the service projects that we do will all be kid-friendly. They may not be, like, working on what we are working on, uh, but we will have uh, people there to take care of them or activities for them um, because we think it's important that children see um, their parents serving um, and serving alongside of them. So we encourage, uh, encourage you to bring your kids on that Sunday. The last Sunday is W5 Sunday. And it is, anybody remember New Coke? Remember the New Coke? Remember that when Coca-Cola is like, you know what, we can do it better. And they tried New Coke, and, and then they <laughs> realized that they couldn't do it better, and it was horrible. Nobody liked it, and, uh, and so they came out with classic Coke, um, and, which was, you know, the old Coke. And now that they've just dropped that uh, altogether, it's just Coke again. Um, but we will, on W5 Sunday, it will be classic New Heights. Um, and as Darren pointed out, not to say that this new one is going to be New Coke, you know, New New Heights. Um, it will be what you are familiar with um, at New Heights. And the reason behind that is, uh, from the scriptures that we have there, uh, Romans 10 and 1 Corinthians 14, essentially, we need to spread the gospel message in a way that people can hear it. We've got to connect in people's lives in a way that's relevant to them. And, and I believe that's what New Heights has been doing for the past 10 years, and that's what we will continue to do in this classic New Heights setup. So on that W5 Sunday, you will, um, the worship team will be up here um, just like today. I will be giving a sermon um, as I have in the past, and, and that will be the New Heights, new classic, not new classic, classic New Heights Sunday. Daryl? Um, that's very true. I hope, hopefully we're not going to be like New Coke and we have to take it all back. But I do want to tell you a couple of things about all of this. One is um, we don't have it all figured out. So don't, don't think that the people sitting before you right now and the rest of the leadership team um, have decided, hey, we've got it figured out. This is the answer. That's not what we're doing. Um, we're trying something new. And it might be new Coke. I mean, we might have to take this back and say, our bad, sorry. Just um, kidding. Yeah. But we, we definitely want to take this step with you. We want you to be involved. We want you to be engaged, giving us feedback, answering questions, talking together to see what we, how we can take this step together. Um, some of us got to attend the Renovare conference in the last at the beginning of last week downtown. And one of the things that we got to learn about there was this series called Apprentice. And this is not a plug for the Apprentice series, but this, this series addresses the fact that um, a lot of us have mislearned core truths of our faith. And we might have even mislearned them. We probably did at church, probably in Sunday school and um, VBS. And, just, and it's not, the intention was good, but we come away... The example that they gave was the statement, God loves me all the time. He doesn't like me much when I sin. 
And that's what a lot of us kind of come up thinking. That's our understanding of God. God loves me all the time, but he doesn't like me much when I sin. And that's just not true. That's not how your relationship with God should be, but it can affect everything that you think and do and how you interact with God, how you interact with the church and the body of Christ. And they suggest that we replace a mistruth like that with Scripture. And then for that example, they say replace that with the Scripture that says, I am a beloved child of the Most High God in whom Christ dwells. So just think about it. If you took out the statement, God doesn't like me much when I sin and replaced it with I'm a beloved child of God in whom Christ dwells, how that's going to change your perspective and everything that you do and how you see God. So we see this as a time of unlearning some of the mistruths that we might have gotten about church because what we have right now is we have these five things and we cram them all into one hour every week. We try to and sometimes we fail miserably. But we're not saying that one hour every five weeks is the answer either. As Michael said earlier, if where we are right now is cramming community, service, teaching, proclaiming the gospel, and worship into one hour every week and calling that church, and where we want to be is where those things are part of our lives every day, and it doesn't have to be in this building, and it doesn't have to be with a certain group of people. It's wherever you are and whomever you're with. That's where we want to go. This is just a baby step, coming one step this way. And we don't know what the rest of the steps look like. We don't even know if this is the right baby step, but it's a step. And we want to take that together. The second thing I want you to know is this is not us sitting up here saying this is your fault. Where we are is not a New Heights problem. It's not an Alamo Heights problem. It is a worldwide church problem. What Michael talked about earlier about church being a building on a road or being a service on Sunday. That's a worldwide phenomenon. We need to get away from that. It's not just our problem, not just our fault. So hopefully we can take this stuff together. And like I said, please give us your feedback. Um, and I would also, along with Carrie said, engage you on this, not just for service, for worship, for community, for Michael's teaching. If you are someone who knows the scripture, compare this statement against the scripture and if you're not, compare this statement against your experience with God. When have you ever engaged the Most High God and come up on the short end of the stick? It doesn't happen. It doesn't happen in the Bible, and it doesn't happen in your experience. If you engage deeper in worship, community, service, and teaching, if you engage God, you're going to come out ahead. The Bible tells us that's true, and every Christian's experience will tell you that's true as well. And uh, to, to wrap it up, as I'm sure you're all excited, we will. Um, we just want to say, again, reiterate, this is an experiment for us. Um, this is our attempt at, at getting us to the point where, where Sunday can be that day of rest where we talk about what happened at church. Um, and, and we really honestly believe that that is where God wants us to be. Um, and the thing about it is you're already doing it. You're all already in community. You have uh, groups of friends, groups of people that you hang out with. You're involved in different activities throughout the city. You have your job, your families, the clubs that you belong to, different things. You're in community. But what is your perspective when you're in that community? Are you there as just a member or are you there as a person who is a believer in Jesus Christ? How are you interacting with those people when you're in community? I, I know a lot of you already serve 
in many different places around around town and and you're there and you're doing great things but are you doing it as just a citizen or are you doing it as a 